0: It's the season, right? Here we are. And I love this time of the year, and I love it for so many reasons, but I wanted to just um, today just share and just kind of share the next couple weeks on family, and I just really love the theme of family. Um, This really church has kind of, I want to say, almost has cut its teeth on teachings of marriage and family, and uh, for years it it just really kind of built on the principles of family. I remember, um, you know, being... Young and 13 years old when I sat in my first marriage encounter, marriage seminar with my dad. My dad would travel quite a bit, wrote his own uh, booklet on marriage and... Um taught a lot about it all over the place. I think we were, uh, every other weekend we were traveling, he was going to like 15 different states that year and a couple different countries we went to and together. And, uh, you know, so there I was, 13 years old, sitting in my first marriage encounter. Wouldn't you know it, the first lesson is sex and marriage. And I was just kind of like, just awkwardly acting like I knew what he was talking about. And, um, so she's just like, oh, geez, yeah, this is great. And I was in the front row. That's even worse. And, uh, you know, when you're a pastor's kid in front row, that's not good. And, uh, but, you know, and, and as years went on, I never forget traveling with him. And, and uh, I could tell what sermon he was going to preach by how he opened up the message. I was like, this is going to be a good one. These people are going to like this. This is going to be good. And I'll never forget that. And then I remember, you know, just uh, when I got married, I thought, man, I've been through so much marriage counseling and, and marriage encounters or whatever that uh, I pretty much have this down. And then that, that kind of went away after the first couple weeks. I was like, man, I, I, haven't, I wasn't listening, I guess. Uh, I have to learn a lot. But how many know God wants you to listen to his information. And then he gives you those opportunities to experience that, put that into practice. And so my wife and I have been spending 25 years practicing these principles. And so uh, I want to just give a little disclaimer when we talk about family and marriage that uh, I'm not just uh, uh, practicing what I preach. I'm preaching what I'm practicing. So I'm trying to do that. And so I'm kind of in that place. I'm going to, you know, because a lot of people come up and say, well, you said this. And so you must be an expert on it. And I'm like, nope. I'm working on that one. So uh, there's a lot of things that we're going to share today that we're working on. And so how many know that the Lord loves families? Amen. One of the things at River Valley Church is that we really want to have a genuine faith towards God and we want to be family strong. We really want to be family strong because we believe that it really uh, is God's pattern for uh, us. Amen. And it's God's way and a lot of it is is really God's picture of how He loves us and how, how He does things. And so marriage is so wonderful, and it's God's plan. And so we, here at our church, we want to be, uh, have genuine faith but be family strong. And um, so I thought about this, and I thought about um, what the Lord was really speaking and what He wanted to say, and I just wanted to share on family peace, if I could. Peace in our homes, family peace, amen. And um, some of you come from a, a background where your family was in pieces, <laughs> Not necessarily family peace, but how many know the Lord can restore all things, Amen, and make all things new, Amen. And so, um, being in, in the holiday, in the kind of the spirit of the holiday, I really just wanted to address something this morning and just talk to you about, um, you know, I, I guess I, I didn't know how to really uh, uh, name this uh, sermon, but the sermon series, and that is dashing through the week, okay, navigating through a crazy, busy family, all right. And how many know some of us are living a crazy, busy life these days? And I think since the holidays, it, it kind of gets a little bit elevated of that crazy, busy life and, and kind of crazy, busy uh, situations. But how many know the Lord gives us the grace, amen, that we can live, amen, in these times and in our lives and do what He wants us to do? Let me just read a couple of scriptures, Psalms 29, verse 11. Um, I'm going to read quickly, so you can just write them down, or if you have uh, fast fingers, you can just click on your device, or um, maybe you uh, still pride yourself at doing the sword drills from Sunday school class, and so go ahead, go for it. In Psalms 29, verse 11, the Bible uh, declares, and David declares, may the Lord give strength to his people, may the Lord bless his people with peace. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 14, starting verse 14, Paul was talking about things that we need to add to our faith and virtues that, that really happen as we walk with the Lord and, and follow the Holy Spirit. And he said this in verse 14, and over all these virtues put on love, above all these things put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart since, as members. since as members of one body you were called to peace. You're called to peace. And be thankful. And so, one of the most common uh, characteristics of the Christian life is peace. We see in peace. And so, notice, in, and you look back in biblical times. When you uh, prayed for peace or greeted somebody with peace, it was so essential to your relationship with other people, and especially in your home. When you came into a house, Jesus even talked about this. When you come into a house, you address it, you declare peace in that house. And so many times in the Old Testament, you were to declare peace. and, And then when you left someone's presence or left somebody's home, you were to pray a blessing of peace. May the Lord grant you peace, and may the Lord... Increase your your family and things like that, and so God's will is that we live in peace. And I believe that if we're to have the peace of God rule in our hearts, how many know it's got to rule in our homes? Amen. And I believe that today we live in a day and a kind of a time where there is such a disruption and a dismantling of peace in the home. Come on, somebody, amen. And there's such a. a Times where there's no peace in family structure anymore, and there's no peace in homes, and and there's so much going on in our homes that we need to live in the peace of God in our homes. How many know it can be in your heart, but it's got to be in your home? Amen. And so we say, well, we need peace in America, we need peace on earth, and and that's certainly our prayer, but how many know it's got to start in our homes? It's got to start in our family. And so today I want to talk to you about family. Peace. And I, I believe that we're in a season, right, that we celebrate peace and joy. Is that correct, right? I mean, this, we're supposed, supposedly, this is supposed to be the season of peace and joy. Now, for Christians, it's all the time, but, of course, we just, we just kind of, you know, um, humor the world now, and we just say, okay, it's supposed to be a season of peace. But how many know this can also be a, a season of tremendous uh, frustration, anxiety, and, and conflict, right? So a lot of times we, we look at this, we're just, you know, we're at such a beautiful time. It's wonderful peace and joy and everything. But sometimes in the homes, it's kind of a war zone. It's really a frustrating time. And for some families, it's a time of anxiety. It's a time of uh, a very stressful time. Maybe because of work and money and, and uh, family issues that come up during this time. But how many know we need peace in our homes? Amen. And so um, th- there seems to be, especially in our day, this elevated pressure and intensity. And when it comes to our homes and raising our children, is frustration over money and work and, and family issues. And, but I believe that when you come to the Lord, amen, God wants to do a work in your heart of peace. And when you follow the word of the Lord, when you follow the scriptures and you live according to the scriptures, I believe that God teaches us how to live a life of peace in our homes, especially. Amen? And I believe that. And so I believe that the Lord wants us to pursue peace. So many times in the New Testament, Paul uh, said this over and over again, not just as a prayer, but as a command that we are to strive for peace. We are to seek peace and pursue it. How many believe that with all your heart? You're to seek peace. And pursue it with everybody in every situation, we're to live at peace, but especially in our homes and our marriages. Amen. That we need to follow this command that He gave us in Colossians let the peace of God rule. Let the peace not, not let it kind of suggest or give its you know thoughts on your marriage, but let it rule your hearts, let it absolutely take over your heart. Let the peace of God. Rule your heart. Haven't even been in a very stressful situation. Had anxiety, a tremendous amount of anxiety, and then you just realized I'm not allowing the the peace of God to rule my heart, and my thoughts. I'm allowing all this other all these other things to rule my my thoughts and take over my mind and take over my heart. But how many know you come back to a place, Lord? I want your peace to rule. How many, how many know that's a good place to be? Let the peace of God rule. So let it rule your house. Let it rule what, what you do in your marriage and how you, how you uh, 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 conduct your affairs, and especially if you have a crazy, busy family. How I many can say uh, my family's a little crazy? My family is busy, especially maybe when your kids are at a certain age. You know, when they were young and it was like, you know, we had this, this, we could pace ourselves and deal with it. And then when you got to a certain age where it just got crazy in our house, it was busy, right? We went through these busy seasons and these times where, you know, my wife was dropping people off and picking them up and we were dropping, we were doing over here and we had to go here and then we had a 915 and then we've got this and that and it just got busy. How many know God can move at the speed of busy? (laughs) Amen. And the the grace of God, I love, keeps pace with that. The grace of God moves at the speed of busy. Amen. And sometimes we can say, Lord, I just need your help through this season. Some of us, absolutely, you know, you've ever met people. They're just busy people, right? They're just busy all the time. But especially in the season, how to navigate through your family through busy, busy seasons and busy times? Amen. You know, family peace isn't uh, this this picture-perfect family where we just think that everybody's perfect. We got it all in line. We've got everything perfect. We've got the perfect family. How many know that's not necessarily peace? Because you can have a mom and dad and kids and house and money and all those things and not have peace. Amen. Right. And so you can look good on the outside. You can. To everybody else, you have this family, you have this marriage, but there can be unsettling, unrest, and no peace. And so uh, peace comes from a strong marriage, and it comes from strong convictions. When you have uh, this strong bond between you and you understand what a a marriage is all about and you grow in your marriage and you have these convictions and these moorings and these principles that you live by and you want to conduct your family by, you can go through any busy season and I believe that you can stay within these principles, you can stay within these convictions. That brings peace. How many know a good, strong conviction about what family is brings peace? A good, strong conviction about what God has for me, what God's Word says about my family, and how I should be a husband or what? That brings peace. Amen. Peace does not come from just making it up as you go. Peace comes from following the Word of God. When we follow the Word of God and we live by the principles of God, God gives us peace. Amen. 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 I mean, you can't just sit around and wish for peace. We've got to be able to say, Lord, I want to apply your word to my life, to my marriage, to my home. And then I believe we're going to have some peace around here. Amen. And so family peace is attainable, but it's God's way. And so I, I realize that one of the elements that we can see today that really kind of almost disrupt family peace is living a crazy, busy life that is absolutely staying in that lane of just Busy, 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 busy. You're just going, 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 going. And sometimes that can be a, a catalyst, actually, for, uh, you know, for conflict. That can be, uh, that can just always being in a state of busy can be in a state of frustration. How many of are talking about? You're just intense all the time. You're, 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 you're trying to meet a schedule all the time. You've you got to be here. You've got to be here. You're going all over the place. And sometimes that just can be a catalyst for conflicts. And that can just be an underlying, come on, how many have ever been in that season where, not that you really wanted to, it's just like your words and tone were intense all the time. Everything was intense, communication and everything, you were just, because you were busy, and you were going here and there, and we had to have this ready, and we got to go over to this person. How many know at Christmas, how many here at Christmas, you go to like six different Christmases, right? I mean, or four, at least four, right? And everything. You got to go over here, and you've got the grandparents, and then we've got step-parents, and this and that, and everything, and uh, you're trying to get everybody everywhere, and, and it can bring, bring a, a frustration. And so I want to just um, just kind of share with you a few things about of navigating through a really kind of a, a crazy busy life, amen, a family life, and, and just encourage you today, maybe give you some things that really help through this season, amen, but you know, work has a, a way of just putting a lot of pressure on us, doesn't it? Money and finances have a way of just really um, dictating our marriage a lot of times, and how we respond to each other, and how we treat one another, and, and then their kids and family issues, and and, you know, one of the things that I realize that people get busy with is not just work, not just, you know, uh, the things that are important. But, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that are busy with hobbies. I mean, they are so busy with me time. They're so busy with my thing, my hobby. This is my deal, right? I can't come to church this week because of this. And I can't do that. And I can't be a part of life groups because, I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's just going to come into, you know, what I'm doing. And that's just my thing, and some people are just so big into, uh, I, I have to have me time. And, and, and they're, I mean, they, they, they make time for themselves more than their kids. And uh, how many know there's a difference between self-care and self-love? <laughs> I believe, you know, me time is good. There's a time you need that. How many ever just need a time? You just need to be in a room by yourself without the kids. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. You just need that, okay? I just, you know, stop the world. I need to get off. I need some time, Right? Amen. And so I believe that. But there's also a difference between self-care and self-love. And I'm not going to get into that. But it, these things can bring really just a kind of frustration and anxiety. And they can bring conflict. And then what happens is you turn around and find yourself like there's just no peace here. Like there's just no peace. We can't work things out civilly. We don't talk to each other civilly. We just don't work. Come on. We don't work as a family unit, right? There's just no peace here. So how many know the Lord wants to teach us how to live in peace, right? So we can have family peace, especially during this holiday where we're dashing through our weeks together. Amen. You know, God created some people to handle crazy busy. I mean, I've got friends that they're just so busy and their family is busy. We've, we've, we've got, uh, you know, just some people in our lives that are like, wow, how do you do it? You've got how many kids? What jobs? You know, you're doing what, you know? And I just, I mean, they're just so busy and they can handle that, right? But I believe that sometimes over a long period of time, when we live in that cycle and live in that world, it's not really healthy. And there's sometimes where we get used to unhealthy behavior and unhealthy marriages and unhealthy family life. And sometimes I believe that kids really can't keep up with a crazy busy life. That's what I found. How many know kids are the, a good uh, barometer for you? Good, good, they're just that thermostat in your house. Amen. They're more sensitive to, to, to family situations sometimes than you are. Amen. Kids t- tend to be two or three times more sensitive to. To, to disruptions of peace in the home, and conflict in the home, and kids are very sensitive to that. How many know what I'm talking about? Do you ever, you ever have a conversation with your kids, and it's like you have this disagreement, and you're having a disagreement in the, in, in, in the kitchen, and then your kids are upstairs crying, and are you guys going to get a divorce? Well No, we're just having a disagreement, you know what I mean? Because kids are so sensitive. Come on, right? But kids are that thermostat. They're just that, they way to measure. Like, like, do we have peace in our home? Do we actually, do I think I have peace, or am I just the one going around the house? We have peace, because everybody's going to do what I say. That's, no, that, how many know that's not peace, amen. It doesn't bring peace. A good gauge to, to see whether you have peace in your home is, are your kids at peace? Are your kids behaving? And, and I don't know about you, but, man, we go through seasons, my wife and I, especially in the ministry, you're just like, whether it was conventions, or we had a busy season, it was like, wow, it was crazy, and we realized that our kids started acting up, right? I mean, you know, that was kind of the worst thing when you're in public. And he's like, this is my son. He's up on the rafters now. That's him. Um, You know, it was just like we were going and we realized that sometimes our schedule and and the way that we were, you know, going on about life, it just had an effect on our kids. And we always had this thing where we got to pull everything in. We got to rein everything in. And we've just got to come back as a family unit. Amen. How many have ever had those times? Just got to let's bring it back down. Let's bring everybody together. Let's turn everything off and let's have some family time. And um, so there's those seasons that you go through, there's seasons of calm and mundane, and there's seasons of crazy, uh, crazy, just being busy, there's those seasons, and you've got to learn how to navigate through those times. Because how many know that we, we go through seasons, but then we end those seasons, those seasons end, and some people, you know, don't know how to get out of those seasons, they just keep in those seasons, and, and so you've got to understand that. And, and you know, there's a difference between, be, uh, between busyness and business, <laughs> Amen. Sometimes busyness isn't always effectiveness. Sometimes just running around being busy isn't constructive. How many know what I'm talking about? And just, you gotta, I gotta, I gotta do this. I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta, just gotta go. How many know that's not always healthy to do that? Where are you going? I don't know. I just gotta go. Right? There's a difference between getting things done and being busy, right? Busyness. And so you've gotta learn the difference. Sometimes your family's gonna be in a season where we're just, we're just, Everybody's acting crazy, we're just busy, and then there's actually things we actually have to do, and we're in that season, and so I, I was able to coach my son soccer for eight years, and, and uh, we said, once they're done with soccer, I'm done with coaching, and, and uh, well, we had great times, but it was crazy at times, it was busy at times, and so we always uh, sighed that you know, sighed relief after the season was over. Uh, just like, okay, let's come back to family time and let's come back to those times. But for some people, it just keeps going and going and going. And you've got to know really when those seasons and those times are over and when to rest and come together as, as, a, come on, as, as a, a family. And so busyness can, can create an unrest in your home. It can cre- create like an unrest in your kids, an unsettling in your kids sometimes when you're just busy to be busy. There's an inconsistency in, in, in the way that you, you, in your home. And, uh, and not just inconsistency in, in your supper times and dinner times, right? But just an inconsistency in what you're teaching them and how you're training them. And and sometimes you're just busy. And, and you ever got to the place where you're so busy as a parent or whatever, and you realize it's like, uh, okay, they're in the room watching TV. I got to do my thing, right? And then you realize, what are you watching? <laughs> like, you know, right? You got to go in and just kind of like... Kind of like handle that a little bit, amen. Because you're just so busy, and so you've got to be able to to have that consistency in raising your kids, and it's hard sometimes. But you've got to do it. And and there's communication breakdowns that happen in busyness. There's um, sometimes there's actually uh, some things that happen in your marriage during the times of busyness that you're not communicating properly. And sometimes there can be some things said and done that really lead uh, leave uh, lasting wounds and some conflicts that happened during that busyness that really you said some things you really didn't mean or did some things that really weren't on purpose. It was just, uh, right? And it can lead to a lasting wound. And so we've got to be sensitive to those things and careful of those things. But I believe that God's grace is sufficient even in our busyness. Let me just give you a few things about navigating through a busy life. I think, number one, you got to keep perspective. Keep your priorities right. Keep your perspective about your work your job, your family. How many know your, your family is your priority? Fam- your priority isn't making money and becoming rich. Your, your family is your priority. Uh, you know, and, and I, I appreciate people who work hard and, and work for promotions, but uh, getting that next promotion isn't worth losing your marriage. Getting that next promotion isn't worth losing your kids over. Amen? Come on. I believe that the Lord honors principle. So keep perspective. Keep your priorities. You know, sometimes when you're in your marriage you find yourself so busy that it's almost like a business relationship. Can we talk at nine fifteen tomorrow? You ever have that? It's like you got to pencil each other in. Do you, you ever do that? Right? Seriously, you get so busy, and it's just like we okay between ten ten fifteen whatever ten thirty. We got it. Right? We're going to talk. How about after supper for five minutes? I got five minutes right after dinner. We've we've got it. We can, we can. And sometimes you find yourself in that. But you've got to keep perspective and priority in your relationship. So keep saying I love you and doing nice things and showing action even in the busyness of life. And keep that perspective of your relationship and your marriage strong. Amen? That communication and, and just working out time with your kids. And uh, so I just want to encourage you again that that when we're, we're going through these busy times and busyness of life... You've got to really keep the things that are the main thing, the main thing. Keep them out in front. Keep them in front of you. The Bible says that the word of God is our priority, right? And what do we do with something that's our priority? We keep it in front of our face. We keep it in front of our eyes. We keep those things right in front of us. So we wouldn't put them on a back shelf or a back burner. We put them right in front of us. Keep your kids and your family time and your marriage. Put it right there. Keep it in perspective, Sometimes you're going to be so busy, but you call and say, honey, I know I've been busy, but we need to spend some time together, and let's just go out on a date. Let's just do some things. Instead of taking lunch with the boss or the people from work, how about we just take lunch together? How many of know that's keeping perspective, keeping priorities in business? And I, I believe that you need to be able to make some adult decisions. Sometimes you've got to go through seasons where uh, it's not what you want to do, it's what you need to do, it's what you should be doing, amen? So that means that sometimes you've got to put your hobbies to the side, you've got to put your interests to the side, and, and uh, yeah, it's, it's football season, and you're the type of person that you're watching every college football game, you're watching every pro sport game, but how many know that needs to take a backseat to things that are important, amen? So sometimes your hobbies just need to take a backseat to that, and you need to make those adult decisions that I need to keep perspective and keep my priorities in order. Amen. Second thing is is that um, to really navigate through busy life and busy family life is don't fall really into this multitasking myth. Many people say that I'm a multitasker. I'm a multitasker. I can handle it. I can handle it. I mean, you can probably do two things at one time, but you can't focus on two things at one time. And so a lot of people come into this multitasking myth that I can do all these things at one time. The people that actually live that way usually have undone, unfinished products and very disorganized and very, come on, it's very sloppy, it's undone. So, so a lot of people think, oh, I can multitask. I can, I can do this, I can do that. And that's why it's important that we keep perspective and keep focus on the things that are important, amen. And yeah, God has really given some of you the ability to handle a lot. I, I've been around some of you and it's just like, I don't know how they handle it. I don't know how they deal with it. And then some other people, it's like one little thing. That's it. That's all you can handle. That's your deal. you got one thing at a time. That's all you can focus on. That's it, right? How many have ever done that? You know, you can carry one thing, and some people can carry a bunch. And so we've got to understand that, understand yourself and understand your spouse, that there's just times that, you know, you, you can't multitask as well as you think you can. Amen. I like what Gary Keller said in his book called The One Thing. He said that when you know what matters most, everything makes sense. When you don't know what matters most, nothing makes sense. (laughs) So you keep those things in perspective, and you don't try to multitask all the time through everything. Amen. And I believe that those that are, especially multitaskers and and people that are always on the go and so busy, you've got to learn to unplug. How many know in our culture, we've got to learn to unplug? Amen. You've got to do it. You've got to learn to unwind. You've got to unplug. And I'll never... I mean, for me, it was, you know, for a long time, just, just absolutely driving out to my dad's house and just start, you know, get on the tractor and just sit there <laughs> or whatever. I mean, I just had to unwind. I just had to, for some, it's, it's hunting, it's fishing, it's projects around the house. For some people, it's more work. How many know people is like, you know, my grandfather loved his gardens. He had always had amazing gardens. And that's his way of resting. That was his way of relaxing, going out and working in the hot sun in a garden. That was his way to unwind. And was very busy in the ministry and very stressful, but man, and he, he just loved to unwind. And so some of us need that. We need to unplug and we need to learn how to unwind and, and, uh, and we just need to take a breath. Some of you need to just take a moment and hear from the Lord. Sometimes you just need to have a very, make sure that you're having a very, uh, a very uh, quality time of worship with the Lord. Amen. It's not like Lord. Okay, you got ten minutes. I'm sipping my coffee. We're gonna talk a little bit. I'm gonna give you my list. I'm out the door for my day. How many know you got to spend some meaningful time in worship? Sometimes, sometimes you just need to go and just sit in a room, or just sit wherever you are, and just say, "Lord, I'm just here to listen." You ever done that? Busy people that you can't handle that. You're like, no, I need my coffee. I need to have my app, and then I'm. I'm I'm going to read these books, and I'm going to do this, and I have my things-to-do list. That's the worst thing to do is have your things-to-do list when you're spending time with the Lord. I am so distracted when I do that. Lord, thank you. Oh, yeah, I've got to call that person, right? Amen. And so learn to unwind and learn to take a breath. Learn to hear from the Lord in these busy times. How many you know you can be so busy that you miss the Lord? You can be so busy, you can be so caught up with all these other things that you absolutely can't hear from the Lord. Anybody? Come on, how many have been there? You said, I was too busy. I realized, Lord, I I was running and you told me to stop, right? So hear from the Lord. Make that time with the Lord meaningful worship. And I believe it's important that we follow the biblical patterns of worship because in the biblical patterns of worship, God gives us a health in our bodies and our spirit. There is spiritual wellness and health, come on, right, and physical when we do things God's way. God wrote his book, right, about worship and praise. He was so good and so practical that if you do that, you don't need religious practices about positive thinking and and physical exercise and this is the way they do it. You know, God's word has a way that when we worship the way he likes us to worship, we find ourselves in health. We find healing, and we find quietness in our spirits, and we find, come on, amen, of people think, well, I just got to meditate and light these candles and meditate. Listen, let's just do it God's way, right? I mean, God's word says meditate. I don't know about the candle part, but there it is. And so, right, and so we've got to do those things because God made it so that when we're in this, this, this uh, uh, way of life and we're living in this life and all the pressures and all those things that come into our life, the Lord made it so that we can find health, well-being, we can find peace in the midst of a storm. Come on, we can find peace. Jesus said, in this life you will have frustration, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I am your peace. I'm the one that's going to get you through this. I mean, no, Jesus knew that in, he said tribulation. He said, in this world you're going to have tribulation. If you look up that word, it means frustration. I mean, you know, Jesus knew what he was talking about. In this world, you're going to have a lot of frustrations, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world and receive the peace that I'm giving you today. Amen. I love that about the Lord. Third thing is, is that you have to understand that in a crazy, busy family life, that love and relationships take time. There's no way to get around it. Love and relationships take time. Marriage is a garden to be cultivated, not a project to be finished. Many people look at marriage like a project. Well, we're just going to do this and put this together, and everything we got a good marriage. I mean, it doesn't work that way. It's a lifelong garden that needs to be cultivated, and with every garden there's seasons, and with every garden there's you know other things that happen that it keeps growing and growing and growing, and there's a lot of work. That goes into it, but there's a lot of reward that also goes with it. Come on, somebody, amen. And so it's not a project that you just need to finish. Well, we'll just work it out and we're done. No? Sometimes you gotta really work through things. And sometimes it takes a few years to work through some things, but you've got to have that willingness to say, I'm not gonna be so busy and let let my schedule, let, let work, everything else ruin the garden of my marriage. Amen. I'm not gonna neglect it. I'm not gonna I'm just how many know you just can't, you know you know, snap your fingers and get a really good garden, okay? Okay, your grandparents understood this. You may not, but they understood it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of work, and so does love, and so does relationships. And so uh, the Bible says in Proverbs nine eleven that through wisdom your days will be many and your years, the years will be added to your life. Through godly principles, through God's way, the way God has it, that you can add to your life and you can build these things that take time, amen. I believe that when it comes to your relationship, It's important that when you're so busy, you need to take some short breaks. Maybe just get away for a couple hours or a day. Just take some short breaks. Maybe just take a breath as a couple and say, man, we just need to talk this out. We need to work this. Or we just need to, I mean, there's times my wife and I were like, we're not going to talk about anything about the ministry, the church, our schedule. We're just going to enjoy each other. Many people think, well, you're a pastor, you're supposed to. Nope, doesn't work like that. I like to go to Texas Roadhouse and eat my steak and enjoy my wife's company. Amen. Right. The muffins are good too. Anyway, so <clears throat> putting that out there. And so uh and so refresh having refreshing and and things and 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 the Bible says that it's important that you as a couple that you don't neglect your coming together, intimacy. That your intimacy isn't uh, inhibited by your schedule and, and your life and the craziness of, of your family and all the things that you have to do that, that you, you know, it's so important. Let me just throw this out. Especially in our day, I think this is relevant, that you got to be careful that your, the, your stimulation with media isn't something that really dominates your life. That you have to watch something all the time. You have to be on your device all the time. How many know your mobile device can cause your relationships to be immobile? You, you've got to learn to put that thing down. You've got to learn to spend time. I mean, don't even bring it in the bedroom. Some people don't even bring it in their bedroom. I mean, some people use it as alarm clock, and it's great. But but we don't always need that stimulation outside of our relationships. I need this. I need this. I got to go. I got to go. No, you just need to learn how to enjoy one another's company. You need to learn how to unplug. Now, there's times where my wife and I like we watch a movie. That's our time together. That's great. That's what we do. But I believe that there's there's in our day especially, that we don't allow media to replace our time together. Amen? That we don't want to spend more time in front of our phone or with our phone than we do our spouse. Amen? Amen. That's true. And so, you know, this whole feeling that I have to watch something, I have to be stimulated, that's the way, I just need to be stimulated. Well, God made it so that you don't always need to be stimulated by an outside source. How I many know the love from your spouse? That's stimulation enough. The peace that comes from God? That's stimulation enough. Your worship with the Lord? That stimulates your spirit. Amen. And that really encourages you. And so, um, you know, just be careful. And I, I believe it's important uh, to text your wife, your husband, that you love them, but it's even more, it's better that when you say it in, in, in person. How I many know that's good? You know, sometimes we're so big, I love you, have a good day, and everything, but it's so much better to hear it in person. Amen. So don't let your your mobile device cause your relationship to be immobile, where you're just using it. It comes between you and, and those things, especially today. The Bible says, reliable, "The Bible says, reliable communication permits progress." Amen. And so the fourth thing is, is that you need to learn to handle conflict the right way, especially when you're you're living just kind of in the season of busyness as a family. You've got to learn how to. Uh, handle conflict because conflict is absolutely inevitable in fact I believe it's increased when you're busy and you're going and running and got this schedule going on how many know there's just sometimes it's easy to fly off the handle I don't know just take care of it I gotta go right I don't care I don't want to talk about it I'm too busy I gotta think about this I gotta do this thing at work right and so sometimes uh, we don't handle conflict right in our marriages and so one of the things that uh um, I really want to talk about some other time is there's a difference between disagreements, conflicts, and fights. And, you know, one of the things that people believe that conflict is, is not a sign of a bad marriage. People think that conflict's a sign of a bad marriage. It's not. I mean, no, if you're, you're, you're going to be in relationship with people, you're going to have disagreements. You're going to have some conflicts. You're going to... The, the, the point is, is that you resolve it. The way you resolve it, the, w- the process that you take to get there to bring peace in your home. That's key, isn't it? Anytime that you have a couple that keeps working and they keep fighting about the same thing, there's this long-term conflict going between them. How many know that's going to cause long-term problems? But you know we have these conflicts between us, we have these disagreements, and so sometimes it's heated, sometimes it's you know just kind of this knee-jerk reaction just happens, or you just said. But how many know it's how you handle those situations, and so you've got to learn how to handle conflict in a healthy way in a good way when you're living a crazy busy life amen and so a lot of times unhealthy conflict you begin to take it out on other people uh you begin to neglect your kids maybe the, you just got uh, fired maybe you just got yelled at at work or you just got handed somebody else's job and you really didn't want to you have to you can't take your vacation and the boss is down your your, your neck and he's just you know constantly and what do you do the first thing we do is we bring it home we we bring it home we 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 tend to target somebody else, right? You can't yell at the boss, so you'll yell at your husband or yell at your wife. You can't, you can't do that, so you'll do this. And so you got to be careful, and you got to handle conflict the right way in those seasons of busyness. Amen? Right? Is this okay? We're almost done. Uh, sometimes I believe that the fast-paced life or the pa- fast pace of life causes you to address everything in, in a very harsh and a very knee-jerk reaction. If you're living in this in this realm and 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 you're kind of like you know really busy and 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 you're stressed out and you're busy at work, sometimes you handle everything very abruptly everything tends to be a knee jerk reaction, but how many know it's hard sometimes to make thoughtful decisions, but you've got to stop and you've got to listen to what you're saying, think about what you're going to say, and make really uh really good choices about what you're about ready to say amen because really those negative words and these negative tones can add more pressure, more frustration than, than it really needs to, amen? How many have ever done that? You're already frustrated, you're already in a conflict, and the words and tones aren't helping, right? It makes it worse, right? You just made it worse. <laughs> How many have ever said that? You, you just made it worse. How many have ever, the Holy Spirit told you that? You just made it worse, and you're like, no, he didn't, she did. No, I'm just kidding, All right? We, lo- we love that conversation with the Holy Spirit, Amen. So, and you know and when you're always moving in this high gear it's really hard to make those thoughtful decisions but that's why we need the help of the Holy Spirit that's why it's important that you're not so busy that you can't hear from the Lord that you're not so busy that you don't a word of a scripture doesn't come back to your remembrance, and say, "Okay, God, that's what the word says. That's what I'm going to do." Amen. How many know? We, we everybody loves this. We we always think hindsight's twenty twenty, right? How many just live by that, right? I mean, you always think like it's the perfect scenario situation, but you never do it. Nobody hardly ever does that. And so, I believe it's important to show grace for, towards one another for people that don't get it right the first time. Maybe you just were flying uh, down through that situation at 100 miles an hour, and you said some things that weren't appropriate. Amen. Give grace to somebody to, make, to think about it. Amen. Amen. To apologize for it, to make it right, and everything. We'll talk about that some other time. And the fifth thing I want to share with you today about really navigating through a crazy, busy family, and that is never take your eyes off the Lord. Never take your eyes off the Lord. Why? Because he's our peace. The way to get family peace and peace in your home is always keep the Lord in front of you. Always keep his word out there in front of you. Never take your eyes off the Lord. You say, well, brother, man, I'm a Christian. That's obvious. It's going to happen. No. How many know that happens all the time? We're so easily distracted. We're so easily, you know, when Jesus said that men ought always to pray and never to faint. How many know that's one of the first areas that we faint in our Christian walk is prayer? especially if you're busy, especially if you're a busy person, and especially if you're living in this busy time in your family. It seems like it's so easy to avoid the Lord, neglect the Lord, to get distracted by the things, and, and then they're, they're almost, we got to be careful because they're, then they're, there's an indifference with the things of the Lord, and the Lord, and oh, read my Bible, seriously, I don't have time, come on, right? And, and it brings this indifference with the Lord, and the things of the Lord. How many of that shouldn't be? When, when we spend time with the Lord, it's really what we, really refreshes us. That's what energizes us. It shouldn't be looked at as like, oh, man, i got to read. Because if I don't spend time, the, Pastor Matt's going to ask me, and I know, I don't want to lie. I just, right? I know I have to. Amen? This should be something that we look forward to. Never take your eyes off the Lord. Never in, in any situation in life, whether you are going through a hard time in your marriage, keep your eyes fixed on the Lord amen keep your eyes on the Lord when you're going through these busy seasons in your family and your life and and it just seems like you're going 100 miles an hour let me tell you something there's one thing you don't have to take back you can't get time back you just can't get time back I'll never forget laying in bed and and just thinking about man how to be a dad what am I going to do and Tyler was like five years old and I'm like stressing out about this I'm like, man, I gotta be a good dad. I mean, what do I should do? We should go to Canobos today. We should eat this, and then I'll get hot chocolate, and we'll do this and everything. I mean, I was just thinking about it. I gotta be a good dad. And then it's like I woke up, and then they're like getting married. i like, okay, what? Right? And then that time when, the, when our, our, our older, two older boys got married this summer, and there was those times, boy, it was really hard to look at, like go back and look at some family pictures, and we were like, just five years ago, they were like, in diapers. No, I'm just kidding. And um, we were like, this is so crazy. They're so like little and so young. And my wife like almost have those like moments where we don't want to talk about it because, you know, but how many know it's a new season for us? And we're not looking back and regret. We're saying, Lord, we did the best we could and we, we, we tried to do everything we could, but now we're in a new season, amen. And this is a great season, amen, to be in. But we're never going to take our eyes off the Lord. We're always going to keep our eyes on the Lord. No matter whether we feel like we're good parents or whether we, we're, we're having a, a good good marriage or we're doing everything right, we're going to keep our eyes on the Lord because He is our peace. Yeah. The Lord is our peace. And when you really take time for the Lord and recognize the Lord and keep him in front and center, there's something that God has this ability to bring peace into your home. You don't always have to ever do everything right and act right and have, come on, be 100% right, but God can bring peace into your home. The Bible says that he begins to bring peace into our lives because he is peace, and so it's important that you give him your burdens. It's important that you let his joy be your strength and you include him in everything in your life. The Bible says, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Giving thanks to the Father. and So I believe that's important. And so we want to avoid distractions and neglect. And you know when Jesus talked about the communion. He said this. As often as you do this. Do this in remembrance of me. He said don't forget me. Don't forget me. If you read the Old Testament. Go back to all the conversations that the Lord had. With the children of Israel. One of the things he said over and over again. Always remember what I did for you. How I brought you out of Egypt. I mean, that was a the theme that they had to keep in their home, in their life. Let's remember the Lord. Let's break bread together. Let's do the Passover together. We're going to remember the Lord. We're going to keep him front and center in our home. Amen. Hallelujah. Right? Amen. So I want to encourage you to stoke the fire in prayer. Don't, keep, don't take your eyes off the Lord. Find your strength in worship. Seek peace and pursue it, as the Bible says. And make time for your family. There's just that being in that, that season of busyness. I believe that the Lord can still move, and you can still grow, and you can still, I mean, move forward as a family in a healthy way, even in that busy season, amen? How many can say, I may be in a busy season, but the, the grace of God is enabling me to do what I need to do, and to stay together as a family, and to bring peace in our home at this time, amen? Come on, let's stand on our feet today. Before we go today, we just want to pray, amen, for peace in your home this season. You know, sometimes... Um, We've gone through some things, and maybe our family structure and family dynamics, um, especially if you have a lot of, uh, if there's a blended family and and just multiple family members and so many dynamics going on, um, there's just, not everybody gets along, especially at Christmas, especially at this time or around the holidays. Not everybody is cheerful and bright, right? Merry and bright. Amen. And so we want to make sure that we have peace in our hearts and then in our homes. Amen. So that no matter what's going on in our lives and, and how crazy and busy and kind of distracted we get, that we really come to the place that, Lord, we're going to honor you in our home. We want you to be the peace in our home. We don't want our home to be a war zone. We want it to be a place of peace. Amen? We, we don't want our marriage to be a, a, so so busy that we have to, you know, schedule time together. and We're missing each other and we're not really growing in our marriage at all, that we're just so busy and we're allowing so many other things to just take um, its place in our marriage. Today, I, I don't know about you, but I just want to encourage you to do three things. I want you to evaluate. Take an evaluation of your life, your home, your kids, your family, your marriage. Take, just take an evaluation. I'm not talking about beating yourself up and condemning yourself. Just take an evaluation Say, Lord, is there peace in my home? And I'm, am, I, am I the channel of peace? Am I allowing peace? Am I creating peace? And then, then the second thing is create times of peace, create times of, of, of uh, opportunities of spending together, create moments that you can really have a quality time together with your family and also with the Lord. Create some space. How many know you can always create space? Some people get up at 4 30 to go to the gym. That's insane to me. It's just crazy. I mean, going, getting up at four to go hunting, that's different. Totally different, right? Completely different. Hike up a hill. But I'll tell you one thing is that we create those moments and I believe that we can do it if we, if we really think about it, really want to. And the third thing is, is that you communicate. Don't allow the devil to really get in that you're not communicating with the Lord and you're so busy that you're not communicating with him and, and you're not communicating with your family and other people in your life and you're, you know, this is a season, sometimes we say it's a season of giving, but in reality, it really is a season of taking because we, we expect all these people to give to us at this season. But how many know we need to be giving to the Lord and communicating? And so those three things is that, that take that step. Amen. And evaluating, creating, and communicating, it's so important. And so this morning, I want to pray for peace, first of all, in your heart. Some of you can honestly say, Brother Matt, I don't have peace in my heart. There's just anxiety and, and just so much distractions, and there's just so much going on in my life. I don't, I don't have peace in my heart. And so we're going to, number one, pray for it, but then the other thing is we're going to leave here, and we're going we're gonna to take steps of faith, as Paul said, that we're going to uh, allow the Lord, or we're going to actually take steps of faith that we're going to have the peace of God rule in our hearts. And we're going to purposely do some things that going to have the peace of God rule in my heart. I'm not going to allow my mind to just think and wander and just be distracted and allow thoughts of fear, thoughts of anxiety, and just just absolutely be overwhelmed with stress and anxiety. I'm going to allow the Lord to move through me. I'm just going to take some time for the Lord this week. Some of you are just frustrated because you're not taking time with the Lord. I mean, there's just not joy in your life because you're not you're not gathering strength from the Lord, from His presence. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so we you don't spend time with God, amen, you're not getting strength from the Lord. You're not getting wisdom from the Lord. The Lord isn't speaking to you. And so you just need to take some time and say, Lord, I'm sorry about that. I'm coming back to a place where I'm spending time with you. Amen? amen. Some of you just need to let the Lord minister to you. Just let the Lord minister physically to your body. Just let Him minister to you physically. Amen. How many have ever been in a situation where the Lord has just touched you physically just by being in His presence? I mean, just by saying, Lord, I worship You. I thank You. Thank You for healing me. Just touch my mind, touch my body. And so today we want to pray that, first of all, peace comes in your heart. Then we want to pray that it comes into your home today. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank You for Your Word. Your Word is medicine. Your Word is just healing. And it's just absolutely, Lord, builds uh, this perspective in us, Lord, that You have... Lord, good things, Lord, that your way is the best way. And we just pray, Lord, for really for everyone here today. First of all, if they don't have peace in their heart, I pray that they'd come back to Jesus Christ. He is our peace, Lord. He's broken down every wall. The Bible says that he has, has, is the minister of peace, and distributor of peace. And so, Lord, if there's no peace in our hearts today, I pray that we would open our hearts to you. And that we would just stop worrying about everything, trying to take it all on ourselves, stop taking all these burdens and say, Lord, I give it to you. And I want you to minister, Lord, to me, your peace today in my heart. I need to allow the Lord to the peace of God to rule in my heart. And secondly, Lord, we pray for the peace in our homes and our marriages. Lord, as like Isaiah did in the Old Testament, Lord, he prayed over the whole church, the whole congregation for the peace of God to minister to their homes. Lord, I do that today. I pray for peace, Lord, to be in our homes, Lord, where there's fighting and strife and where there's frustration and anxiety, Lord, where there's just conflict, constant conflict. I pray the peace of God would melt pride. The peace of God would melt, Lord, our, our, our stubbornness and our divisions between us, Lord. Let the peace of God... Minister to our homes, Lord. We just pray that, Lord, those that are coming into our homes that don't know you, Lord, will sense the peace of the Lord. Lord, we're not talking about picture-perfect family. We're just talking about peace in our homes. And so, Lord, you can do that today. And we give you all the praise and the glory for this season that we're in. Some of us may not afford the latest and greatest and most expensive gift. It doesn't matter. That's not what it's about. It's about being thankful and giving out our heart of thanks. We just give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Can we put our hands together and give God a cheer today for what he's doing in our families and our homes? Amen.